0: Beard Law Four. The number four is the number of stability, order, completion of justice, and symbolizes building a strong foundation. The Pythagoreans believed the number four was a perfect number. Pythagoreans also had great beards. Coincidence? I think not. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in. You must, you must like what you've heard because you're back. This is Beard Law's podcast, episode four. I'm excited. I'm always excited, but I'm excited for this episode. Have a a couple of cool things. Some of the same stuff that hopefully you guys like. A little bit of new stuff hopefully you will like. Going to discuss the Bassmasters event that was held in Waddington, New York that I attended. Going to discuss the Falls Festival 2019 Cornhole Tournament that was ran and sponsored partially by Beard Laws. Hopefully going to set up an interview with a bearded villain member that was at the World Meetup out in LA. We've got Sports with Logan coming up. Hopefully we have the first segment of Two Beards, One Record with my fellow Two Beards, One Record dude, Greg. Going to also talk very briefly about a new couple new endeavors that we have going on, some of them on BeardLaws.com, and the other one is Twitch. Official Beard Laws is now on Twitch. Let's get right into the episode. Here we go. You ever just been sitting there thinking, man, I could go for a nice cold beer? Well, I have the spot for you. You need to check out Char's Bar located in Morley, New York, serving the North Country's best pizza rolls. Kitchen's open Tuesday through Friday, and the beer is always cold. Stop in or check them out on com or on Facebook. Waddington, New York recently held the Bassmasters Elite Series, the 2019 Berkeley Bassmaster Elite Series at the St. Lawrence River presented by Black Velvet. Bassmasters is an elite series, obviously, for bass fishing where competitors go out, they qualify for the series, you know, through many opens and other events. And... They need points. They need to qualify. Even guys that have been in it for a little bit still need to qualify. It's a pretty serious thing. The winner of the event at Waddington, which ran from August 15th to the 18th, was, um, I believe, $100,000. So it's it's a pretty serious event. The event itself usually is great for the community. Waddington is a very small town. It's only located, you know, a little ways from me. I went to school in a small town, similar to Waddington, actually a little bit smaller. So to get such a major event into the area, such a big thing, you get a handful of vendors. I mean, they had every food truck in the county, half of them I didn't even know had food trucks. You get vendors, you know, anything from selling your CPD oils to fishing lures to, you know, blankets and hand printed signs and stun guns and knives. There was a whole bunch of knives and stun guns. That seemed like a terrible idea. And oddly enough, there was a lot of people that were visiting the troopers and shaking their hands and looking for free shit. I, I, I don't know if they were giving away stickers or I don't know what they were doing. Maybe they were giving away stun guns too, but there was a, there was an odd amount of people that were doing that. There was a handful of vendors, you know, some, some people that I know fairly well were a, were a vendor there provided some, uh, alcohol. It was a local bar, Howie's. Giving you guys a shout out. They did a great job. Very prepared. Beer was cold, real cold. Uh, staff was friendly, even even through you know everything that's been there. This event has been held at Waddington. I believe this was the fifth year and I have to admit I've been to one each year and this seemed to be the most quiet year of the event the music this is no offense to the people that performing the people that performed sounded great the stage was great the sound was a little quiet but not too terrible but the names that they brought in were uh, any caliber of the names that have been in the past Rumor has it, you know, they they were spending about thirty thousand dollars, which entails, you know, a, a Thursday, a Friday, a Saturday night with fireworks, a whole whole everything. And I heard the budget was around the seven to eight thousand mark. I don't know if these numbers are true, but that's that's a significant amount of uh, of money that they did not put into entertainment. And If you're not going to bring big names in and, and entertain the people, it makes sense that it was a very quiet crowd. The weather wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. I didn't make it through all of the Sunday event. Um, I didn't go early, but the the weigh-in was great. I mean, there was a good crowd for that, and uh, it had a pretty crazy ending. Uh, there was a guy, Chris Johnson of uh, Peterborough, Canada, was leading through the whole event. The guy is Canadian grew up fishing, you know, around this area, knew the river very well, just had a great first three days, was the hands-down favorite to win. And uh the guy in 10th place, which was uh like Mika Frazier, I think he was from Georgia, was 10th place. So after, um, on Saturday after it ends, there's, going into Saturday after Friday, there's 35 fishermen they'll do the weigh-in. And then Saturday, they keep the top 10 most weight that is caught per fish. This guy was in 10th place. said, you know, what do you say, something like, I, uh, I I, knew that I had a chance as long as the other guys didn't uh, have big days, which, I mean, sure, that's pretty, it's the truth, you know. If, you know, if the other fishermen suck, I got a chance. But this guy just had a monster day. It was something like 25 pounds, 9 ounces, I think, or something like that. He brought in on the final day. Most guys were averaging around 19, 20 pounds. Just a crazy day. Came from behind and uh, beat the Canadian the Canadian guy, Chris. He was pretty let down. I think the crowd was let down being so close to Canada. Being a younger guy on the tour, everybody was kind of let down. There was even some boos, I think, in the crowd. Um, I was, I recorded some audio from my phone. I don't know the quality. Just, let's roll a little bit of the clip from what I had on my phone just of, of the final weigh-in. Hopefully this is cool, Bassmasters. If not, guys, then just skip through this and don't tell me. All right, like I said, here, let me play this off my phone. Oh, I... Shaka laka, Giant Fish This is not a
1: done deal though With the deal Micah did This is a very close finish Let's get side by side guys Two incredible young stars in our sport and Right now they're Starting both nervous
0: as hell pounds, five And you can tell you can, that the Canadian dude's even. a little nervous Right there you can see it 20 pounds and
1: an ounce And Micah Frazier Comes from 10th place to
0: the top of the leaderboard watching a guy just lose out on a hundred thousand dollars by not a lot by just a little bit more of a fish is pretty tough to watch but like i said the reaction of the crowd i mean there were some people clapping there was just a lot of people who just kind of were jaw dropped everybody thought i I bet you everybody even in the competition thought that he was going to run away with it didn't so congratulations to micah uh, the dude from Georgia. He was he was pretty heartfelt. It Obviously, meant a lot to him. He was getting choked up uh, reading a couple articles. Apparently, he's just one of those nice, southern, quiet, well-spoken guys. You know that puts his time in and uh, had had some decent finishes. I think some thirds in some events, some seconds. I mean, the guy's been grinding and finally got his uh, got his break up here in Waddington, New York, a, a place that many fishermen are putting on the radar. I believe somebody mentioned. I don't know if it's just bullshit or not that Waddington has been. Not Waddington, but St. Lawrence River has been deemed the smallmouth, like the top-rated smallmouth in the nation for fishing. been getting fished a lot. Hopefully it doesn't get overfished. I'm not a huge bass fisherman, so it's not going to break my heart, but uh, I think it's good. I mean, these small places are getting put on the map. People are driving from all over to fish and spending money up here I think it's good for the economy and you know this organization they have to do their homework the Bassmasters to know that you know they they can't overfish it but we'll uh we'll see and I think too um from talking to some people I had the pleasure of speaking with um, a mother and a father of a son who was in the event in the in the tour they travel all over the place the father was actually a fishing, or is a fishing charterman, and, you know, the son, or I think she said both of her sons are just avid fishermen, naturally. They're from, like, central New York area, fished on a lot of lakes. Grew up fishing, decided I want to make a run for it, and they're doing it. I mean, he's on the Bassmaster, didn't place this weekend. But just talking to them, they were very upset with the way that the Waddington venue was ran, from the way the parking was ran, from the charges of this to the bathroom scenario. I mean, I was over there taking a leak, and there was this poor guy that had to take shit. Went to the first potty nothing second party potty nothing 3rd part porta potty which was a miracle that there was three open, nothing. The dude had to go get some napkins. I don't even know if he picked, like, the nicest ones. or probably just those shitty brown napkin, paper towel things. And He had to do his business and, and uh, do some paperwork with that. that. That's a terrible thing. How can you be a, a vendor, you know what I mean, a, running a major event and let so many of these run out of toilet paper? That's terrible. I wish I knew the name of the, organis- the vendor of the, the toilets at the Bassmasters because that's some bullshit, alright? The thing, and what really pissed me off, yeah, their sanitizer and in each porta potty but they have a sink a foot pedal sink and that was empty they clearly weren't taking care of their stuff i'm sure they're busy but there was no other venue there was no other event bigger than that one you pissed a lot of people off and it's kind of karma because now you're sitting there probably cleaning a lot of piss and shit so i don't like i said i don't know what but uh maybe something happened maybe i shouldn't be pissed about it but it's pretty gross when you know you have to rely on sanitizer and not be able to wash your hands because lack of give a fuck but back to where i was sorry i got sidetracked there uh, the, the, they were just very upset this couple you know they are in the Texas events, the Georgia events, every event around, and they said how Waddington the last four years has been the most amazing, one of the most well done events from like I spoke about earlier the the music the the vendors, the whole scene, the crowd, the atmosphere, and they said this year was the worst one of the worst stops that they 've ha- have ever seen, and it 's just crazy to me that it could drastically change that bad and I don't know if it's just local people trying to get money hungry or maybe some new people took it over just didn't know what they were doing yet I hope that whoever did it this year if they plan to do it next year maybe take some constructive criticism make it a great event again I know just about everybody did all right as far as money wise but you got to think long term you got to you got to you got to grow this and it, and it was a little unfortunate too with the high waters and the the, the locks and the dam situation but which is that's not Anybody on the event's control. But hopefully it can get back to where it was a couple of years ago, and I'm sure it will. They also mentioned that a lot of the big names, one of the big names was, I think, Kevin Van Damme, I believe is the guy's name. Not Jean-Claude Van Damme, but in Kevin Van Damme. He and some others left and joined the Major League Fishing League, which is another major brand instead of the Bassmasters. And maybe that's why. Fishing doesn't, in my opinion, have quite the popularity that you know your nascars your your obviously your your mlb nfl nba all that good stuff but to have some you know hall of fame caliber people in the tour bail on you that could maybe be a reason why the event wasn't as big too. I'm not sure. I know a lot of people in the area just go because it's something that's cool. Uh, I mean, something that's on ESPN. I mean, just to have the the ability when they're scanning the crowd to be like, I was there. Holy shit, that's me. Oh, I know that person in the front row. It's just a cool thing. You know, everybody that played a sport at one point in your mind dreamt to be on ESPN. Maybe it wasn't because you were. There on the Bassmasters, Masters, but hey, you made it. Friday night, I was asked to run a cornhole tournament. Rensselaer Falls has a uh, fall festival that's held on the weekend of the sixth and the seventh of September this year. It's uh, it's a nice little event. It's a nice little town. I mean, they do fireworks. They I think they do parades. They're gonna do another cornhole event. Vendors, food, the whole nine yards. It's it's just a great community event and for a small town community place it's a it's a good thing to you know get all the people that don't get a chance i guess maybe to make it to you know some of the the state fairs the county fair stuff like that to have a little piece of some kind of festival in their hometown mayor mike hammond does a great job so he reached out to me uh a couple of days before the event and said hey you know we have a a cornhole tournament coming up I know you're into cornhole. Can you help run it? The, the gentleman that usually runs the tournament, runs the bracket, isn't available this year. Can you do it? Fuck yeah. You know I can do it. I'm the man for the job. He said, you know. So kind of in return of, of doing it, he able was able to let me plug in some beard laws, kind of sponsorship, advertisement type stuff. So I was able to MC the event, kind of go over the rules, everything how it was, set everything up. There was 22 teams. The tournament ran flawlessly, not because of me. Well, a little bit, but... I have to give big props to the app Scoreholio. That's not a joke. Scoreholio. It's an amazing app, absolutely amazing. This app, I tested it, you know, a couple of days before the tournament, just to get a feel for it, see what was going on. Thing's amazing. So, the, to the creators of Scoreholio, I couldn't praise you enough. Had a couple of questions about, you know, the admin accounts, this and that. Sent the chat, you know, there's just a, you know, live chat thing. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, because Scoreholio has live chat. They have live chat, turns out. I asked a question within what felt like a minute or two, had had an answer, had a response, had a good conversation with the guy. Actually, um, in their private Facebook group, because I had a couple of suggestions and some stuff that I thought would work, so they were open to hear it. Just a great app. You could plug in any. Amount of team tournament. What it does is it it, it fills the bracket. You can do round robin play. You can have you know group play that goes into a tournament. You can just do a single or a double elimination tournament. I mean the sky's the limit with this app. Like I mentioned, we ran a 22 team double elimination tournament. 22 teams in itself is a nightmare to draw out a bracket. This thing automatically randomized the teams. All I had to do was just go through. You can add players. You can add teams if if you actually attach the player profile of people that create it so say for instance you Doe, you create your player profile you come to the tournament you want to check in i can scan your qr code impressive right but not only that every game that i associate that player profile with their team as the stats get entered their stats get entered it's it's very impressive but how it's made to run from the suggestion of score holio is a tablet or some kind of device electronic device at each court so we had four courts. Couldn't get enough tablets to make this work, but what we're gonna do for the Falls Festival? So anybody there, make sure you download the app Score Holio. And what in what you do is have the tablets at each of the courts, and as you're playing, you actually keep score. When the game is over, you press submit score it enters the score into the tournament. It auto updates the bracket, instantly tells you what team is up next, and the tournament just runs itself. Each court is laid out and even as we got later into the the matches, it seemed like it stalled out, but there just were you know what I mean? There just wasn't enough teams to be able to play into um you know, all four of the courts. So it started filling in. Then you got some other people. Hey, you done with these? We want to do some side games. And it was uh, professional cornhole bags. And what a difference I make. They got the slick side. They got the uh, sticky side. I am now a proud owner of very similar ACL approved bags. And I am an ACL member, American Corn League. So when I roll into events, there's going to be an actual sponsored player there. I don't know if that's legal or illegal. But uh, yeah, didn't make a custom set of Beard Laws cornhole boards. They're amazing. Check them out on uh, Instagram. You can check them out on Twitter and potentially Facebook. I'm not really sure. I can't remember. I think it's on all of them. But uh, yeah, so I had black and white bags. Just your your standard $20, 30 bags. Went out and found these. The bags I wanted, I searched several, several sites. I got them, um, got them online. I think they were about $60, $65. Bucks. So I look forward to playing them. It falls fest coming up. Like I said, the 6th and the 7th, potentially going to run that as well, depending on my schedule, but it'd be a good time. And um, I'd like to give a big shout-out to my brother. He was the other admin of the event, both rocking our Beard Law shirts. He did pretty much all of the scoring. A lot of people came in, found him, because we didn't have the tablets, found him. He input the scores, and then we just kind of both looked to see who was up on what court, and then we either announced it on the mic or we just started kind of running around as we got a feel of who was which team got them on the boards we did 62 games in under four hours it was like three hours and 53 minutes or something like that 62 games that's a that's an impressive again can't give a big enough shout out to score holio if you're looking to run an event you're looking to even just keep score on an app score has you covered it is the best in my opinion cornhole scoring app in the game and for the tournaments i feel like i'm giving them sponsors i'm giving you a free sponsor score so why don't you give me some like privileged uh, functionality in your app you know instead of being a freeloader Give me like a free membership, a free VIP, something. Give me some extra rights. Score holio. Check it out. It's on uh, iOS as well as Google Play. If you're too hot or you're too cold, there's only two numbers you need to know. The Merkley brothers, Adam and Ben, have been supporting the North Country since 2015. They're all you're going to need for residential and commercial needs. Call Adam at 315 600 or Ben at 315 600 So as many of you know, Beard Laws was created to raise money for the richard e winter cancer center located in augsburg new york to raise enough money to take 13 inch crt tvs which are the old ass tube tvs that are just in rough shape they were dated they were put in there originally when the cancer center was put in Just didn't get a lot of love, so my mission, obviously, is to get them replaced. Just want to give a donation update. I recently dropped off just under Mm $4,000 on top of the $2,700 that was already in there, putting the total to around $6,700. The goal that I had was $8,000, and that would include Pride Professional Services to put in because I'm just not sure about the timing with um, a lot of stuff and projects that our maintenance department has put in, but the actual hardware quote was about $7,500 so we're very close I have two organizations that are making sizable donations that should hopefully get us pretty close if not over so it's not too late if anybody wants to help in to the cause you can go to beardlaws.com any merchandise that is sold on the website all proceeds are going to the cause if anybody wants to paypal or anything else please let me know you can hit me up at mad you can hit us up on Instagram Twitter Facebook all that good stuff. But yeah, so we are very close to the goal. I cannot wait to get the money, get the final piece over to them, get the quote over to them, let them order them, start getting those installed. I'll be taking lots of pictures, lots of videos. Um, So check all the social media for that. And I believe the hospital is going to do a little piece, maybe with a picture, hopefully just the beard. They don't need the rest of me in there. So Stay tuned for that. And anybody that has already donated, thank you very much. Anybody that plans to, thank you very much. I couldn't have done without, couldn't have done this without you guys. So thank you guys all very much. Not only do I thank you, but all of the people that have to sit through that shitty disease, um, getting their treatments are going to thank you as well because they're going to go from thirteen-inch CRT TVs to forty-three-inch flat screens. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait to share it with all of you. So, again, thank you guys all very much. Just wanted to do a uh, quick update. More news on Beard Laws. Recently starting to introduce a kind of new line of shirts. Going to start with some comedy shirts, some shirts that are funny. The first one that I released was something that I've been saying for a long time. Just one of my favorite one-liners. It's, I don't pull out, but my couch does. So I got that on a t-shirt with a couch and the Beard Laws logo hidden in there somewhere. Go ahead, check it out on beardlaws.com. So yeah, going to start trying to do a couple of different things. Also released a Beard Law shirt that has the Beard Law on the front and has the, uh, Beard Law on the back. Currently went with Beard Law 14. If you touch my beard without asking, I'll touch your butt without asking. But I can customize them to any Beard Law if there's one that you like better or there's one that you were even named after. Uh If you want to be a Beard Law, you want to submit a Beard Law, just come up with it. Send it to me at madatbeardlaws.com. I'll name it after you. I'll name it whatever you want. I'll get it on the website. I'll get it on the official list. And eventually, hopefully, the book that I'm still slowly working on. But uh, yeah, any law you want, any color shirt you want, I'll make it happen. So just a couple of things. Also, I'm thinking about if I can get some... Get some local art, uh, local artists that want to submit some cool designs and stuff like that and have their own little brand off of Beard Laws. Um, I'm potentially looking to do that. So, uh, so stick around. Stay tuned. There's going to be a lot of cool things hopefully coming from that. Again, you can check it all out at beardlaws.com. And as things come out, do post on uh, social media, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. And if you have a design, you have an idea, you have something that you'd always wanted on a t-shirt, hit me up. You know how to get a hold of me. Recently, Beard Laws has also started to dabble in the world of gaming. There's a website, twitch.tv, which I'm sure many of you have heard of. If you're parents and you've never heard of it, I guarantee your kids have heard of it. It's a gaming streaming uh, website where many people play many different games depending what they're into, what they like. You know, one of the biggest games obviously right now is Fortnite. Uh, Apex is another big game. I I play. Uh, I started playing an app game, Brawl Stars, that I've been streaming, as well as Clash Royale. A couple of games that I've played forever. They're you know they're not overly in, intense. They're just a couple of games that you can play for a while, put down as you like. I'm having a great time playing them myself and uh, fellow two beards one record guy Greg. We've jammed it a lot. I've also met some pretty cool people, some very good contacts, some very good friends on the app already, and I'm hoping to start with um, a couple of interviews. I've talked, I've spoke with a couple of them, and they're interested. So hopefully, in the next couple of episodes, I'm going to do a whole episode you know with what is twitch what is what do i like what do i think what's going on in the news with twitch there's a little bit of drama right now with some big names switching and leaving from twitch my thoughts on that as well as some interviews with some great gamers some gamers that are in clubs maybe some people that run the clubs like i said i i have a, a couple of connections already that i'm going to start with the interviews i'm looking forward to it they're looking forward to it. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be something else that uh, that we can talk about in our in our podcast, some new connections, some new friends, and a new platform. So if you guys are on Twitch, go to twitch.tv slash officialbeardlaws. No spaces, no dashes, nothing fancy, just officialbeardlaws on Twitch. You can see some past streams, some highlights, some videos, and you can catch me streaming usually 930 pm eastern standard time and occasionally just some random times on the weekends it's uh it's a lot of fun you know and it's just another avenue another way to make some connections get some people um interviewed on the podcast and um just another way to let everybody know what beard laws is about yeah just something that I wanted to mention that's going on as well so check it out give me a follow check it out sometime. Let me know what you think of me, some feedback, and uh, stay tuned for some interviews. These guys are funny. They're content creators, very intelligent, very creative people, creative minds, and I'm looking very looking forward to being able to get them on the show, get talking to them, and uh, just give you guys a great episode. So stay tuned. Just something I wanted to mention. All right, so this is going to be the new segment that I've been excited about, that i'm still excited about and it's finally happening the two beards one record segment with greg greg's in the house live and we're gonna we're gonna talk about what two beards one record is maybe what's going to happen in the future in our featured album of the day with no further ado this is greg greg hey how you up? doing how's it going so we started two beards one record what 2018
1: yeah i think that's Maybe 2017, I'm not sure.
0: We're going to say 2017-ish, maybe 2018. And it was just something that we were sitting around one day at work, and we were like, wouldn't it be cool if we just started sharing our vinyl records online somewhere? (laughs) Like, we're both Instagram heads. We love Instagram, we're always on it. Whether it's our favorite band, whether it's our favorite sports team, whether it's the Chive. doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what it is, we're on it, and uh, we decided hey, let's give it a shot. Let's start uploading our collection because we both started getting a little addicted. And I know you, Greg, has one of the most intense, most elaborate uh, like soundtrack horror movie collections that I've seen. Yeah, so we started with Instagram. And I don't know, we got up to probably, what, 5,000 fans or something cool?
1: Uh, I think we were around four.
0: I, I, I must have rounded up way up. But, uh, yeah, about 4,000 fans. Uh, we... If you if you want to elaborate, Greg, and just kind of tell us first of all, what is Two Beards? Like, what do we do? What were we doing?
1: What are we gonna do? I think we're just basically a couple of dorks, really. Yep. But yeah, I mean, we started doing it just for fun. Just and I guess still, really, it's still just something we do for fun and at the moment. But I've been trying to get it back going since you uh, you've been doing the beard laws stuff, trying to ignite that flame. Under the two beards, one record.
0: Yeah, and to take it back a little, why it kind of fell off the track is, obviously I started Beard Laws, which you guys know about that from other episodes and social media and stuff, and Greg just keeps having kids. He's got three beautiful, healthy kids <laughs> and a beautiful wife. And Yeah, so, um, so while we were doing this, one thing we were also doing was we were doing product reviews. We had an interview that we're, we've been saving until we kind of got some momentum again um, from Greg, an artist that takes broken records and makes beautiful artwork. So we're going to release that interview, and I'm hopefully we might be able to reach back out to him now that we have some podcast momentum going and see if maybe he'd, you know, take five, ten minutes with us. But we we're fortunate enough to have a Wax Racks review, a Vinyl Vac, Spin Mount, Lucky Diamond, Trash Panda Records, and Pray They're Made. They all send us products. All the reviews are on the website, Two Beards, One Record, as well as uh, all our latest Instagram news and posts. Uh, like I said, Greg's kind of resurrecting posting you know a couple of times a week we were posting you know every day but we try we've always tried to post what's relevant you know and obviously our featured album of the day if you want to get into it is tool and Tool's got some big news coming up they got an album greg is a huge tool fan not a tool but a huge tool fan well, and uh debatable yeah, so, I mean, if you just want to tell us, you know, why you're excited, what's going on, just, just fill in... I mean, some people must know.
1: Um, oh, fill in, fill yeah. in the bearded... Yeah, so any, anyone who gives a shit, I mean, they already knows that the new album comes out tomorrow. It's Tool's first album in 13 years, I believe. Follow-up to their 10,000 Days album, which was awesome. Yeah, you know, I'm not one of these crazy Tool people that that just Tool is going to save the world or whatever. I remember the, the first time I heard Enema... I was in my buddy's car in high school, blew my mind. so i'm I'm really excited uh, to get up tomorrow, throw on my headphones. And so not only
0: that, speaking of headphones and back in the day, the first time you heard it, You recently even made a purchase of a Tool album. You went with the CD.
1: The new album is, yeah, it's only been released on CD. So I did snag a copy, and it is being delivered tomorrow. So that's pretty cool. I don't know what I'm going to listen to it on, because I don't don't know if I have a working CD player. I think somewhere in my basement there might be like a five-disc changer.
0: So tomorrow what's going to happen is Greg is going to get the family to sleep, And you're going to see him outside in his vehicle, listening to the new Tool album, (laughs) rocking out, probably having a beer. And um, tell him about the case. I mean, I feel like that's what really sold you. And they've always had, for any Tool fan obviously knows that, but I feel like a lot of people, they haven't been around in 13 years. So that's 13 years of listeners and viewers and stuff that don't even know what Tool is or might not even know them, heard them.
1: But their cases, their cases are—they've always been awesome. They—they they had the lenticular uh, case with enema. makes it look like it's moving. It's like the old thick baseball cards, you know, that look like the guy was swinging the bat or whatever. And yeah, all all of their their releases have been crazy. The artwork is awesome, and this new one is no no different. It is <laughs> has a four-inch high-def screen in it. Uh, I somebody leaked it some somebody probably worked at a record shop and got it in and leaked it on reddit or twitter or something and i i looked at all the pictures it's crazy looking it has has the four inch high-def screen like i said it's got speakers built into it it's got unique video footage i don't know if it like plays the whole album i have no idea what it does but um, it looks pretty crazy.
0: It's going to be pretty awesome. And, and one of uh, one of our Instagram followers commented, Kingslayer79 was the guy's name. His Australian friend has heard as of early this afternoon, due to time zones, he said it's incredible and easily holds up to the heavy expectations. So, I mean... I saw that, and that's
1: a bold, I mean, that's a big statement.
0: And that's just obviously the one thing that we saw on Instagram. So if you want to see the featured album of the day or anything that we've done, reviews, anything like that, head out to instagram to
1: the album tool. is actually uh, lateralis by tool that's posted today
0: oh yeah that's our feature now and it's interesting because you know obviously they released this on vinyl their tool it's not like they're hurting for money i wouldn't think but not to have the vinyl release to them and i don't know if you've heard anything or read anything why they didn't go with the vinyl release
1: yeah i've been reading that maybe this fall read a whole bunch of different things people saying that there is not going to be one. People saying there definitely is going to be a vinyl release. It's not going to happen till the fall. Uh, I personally just am believing that because that's what I want to believe.
0: Yeah, I mean, they but have to.
1: I'll believe it when I see it. But I also did hear... One interesting thing I heard was that Danny Carey, the drummer, was quoted stating oh. that they were currently remastering all of their albums for vinyl, so they may oh. be all... All the albums may be getting a release, which would be really awesome. Because, like a box set? or That would be crazy. I mean, my wallet hopes not.
0: but Wallet <laughs> hopes not, but the inner dork and geek and fan of you hopes uh, so. I want and Ana- that's got to be a smart move. you know, even I want if they... Anima
1: on vinyl so bad. Uh, it's cr- That one is actually, there's an official release of that, but it's so expensive because there wasn't very many of them.
0: And even if they did a box set, even if they did 500, they'd all be gone. And they could set the price to almost whatever they wanted.
1: There's no way they could get away with doing just 500.
0: No, but they could. <laughs> and then, then what's going to happen is you're going to get those guys that go out there and buy four copies of them. And then next thing you know, they sell them. You know, say it comes out at 250, they sell them for a thousand dollars on Discogs and eBay. <laughs> it's Going to be released on September 6th is the new Teenage Bottle Rocket. It's a seven inch and Fat Tour 2019. They released as well, so they're going to be on the Fat Tour 2019. Uh, they're going to have Teenage Bottle Rockets, Mean Jeans, Clowns, and Gen Pop from the Bomb Pops. I don't know exactly what the tour dates are, where they're going, but it's something that was released around the same time as the 7-inch. And it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's a split with Human Robots, which is uh, Ray Carlisle's son, Milo's band. I don't know how old he is, but he's like 12, maybe.
0: He's th- got to be, and it's just great. He brings <laughs> them along. I mean, he just crowd i don't i forget what show it was it was one out in wyoming
1: yeah uh fort collins maybe
0: but uh yeah so looking at the fat rat site it was just um obviously greg just said you know it's it's him and his son and this was a statement from ray bottle rocket himself ray carlisle said hello all when teenage bottle rocket was at the blasting room working on stay rad my son milo came to the studio and recorded two songs with his band human robots it wasn't hard getting his band together because Milo plays all the instruments and sings on two of the songs that he wrote. I guess it's a one man band. Yeah, he has no friends. His songs turned out great, <laughs> and we somehow convinced Fat Records to release a split seven inch featuring Teenage Bottle Rocket songs, Olivia Goes to Bolivia, and Everything to Me, as well as human robot songs, Step on a Mall, and I Want to Hang Out with You. Chris Sherry did the artwork, and it turned out great. Can confirm it's pretty awesome. It is. <laughs> And uh, this is the best split since Taco Bell teamed up with KFC. I love sharing this rock and roll life with my son, Milo. Look out, world. Human robots are stoked to shred and ready to party. <laughs> and if you follow Chris Sherry on Instagram as well, you can see some of the artwork kind of before it comes out, some of the stuff that he does, and he just does crazy work. But, yeah, that's another that's another cool thing. New Fat Rec, if you're listening, we want Live in a Dive Teenage Bottle Rocket. We know they play at dives. We want live in the dive. We've been to those dives. We've been to the dives, whether it was seeing Teenage Bottle Rocket, whether it was seeing Mass
1: Intruders. Going to a dive to see Strung Out pretty quick yeah. here. Yeah,
0: Strung Out's coming up, which I still got to get my tickets, I forgot about. Mass Intruders in Direct Hit or in Toronto on a Monday. We're, we're, we're the- not going to be able to make it, but we're missing out. And we're as much as we're from a rural area, small town area, we have Canada at our fingertips. We're, to get some of these bands, especially punk rock bands, not only to come East Coast, but to get into Canada, because I'm sure half those guys can't go to Canada.
1: <laughs> they play, A lot of punk bands are playing in Canada, though. They love Montreal. They have that punk fest festival every year, don't they?
0: But it makes you wonder how many are limited, because I'm not just saying because it's punk rock and crime and this and that, but it's these guys going through their youth stages, which we all have been through, Got into some stupid situations, got in trouble. You get a misdemeanor or a felony, you just can't go to Canada. I can't. I can't imagine if you're a band, they can pull some strings to let you across, or maybe they can. I don't know.
1: You know, it's kind of funny about what you just said is that a lot of those bands aren't that young. Yeah. they're
0: like our age.
1: You know. Yep. They're,
0: I mean, even Teenage Bottle Rocket. I mean, they're they talk about you know songs like
1: Ray is older than we are. Yeah, he's older than me.
0: Yeah, and in the show we went to when they played with the Descendants and Wooster, Woosta. they he talked about how you know he goes to shows and half the time he's paying and he's trying to get the the seats up in the higher section instead of standing around the whole show and oh, and yeah. getting into the mosh pits and stuff because he's just he's just getting older and that's how he enjoys them.
1: I don't care much about that anymore. I'd like I'd like to watch it. I like to have a view and like see the show.
0: And this is coming from the guy that heard Blitz, the first note of Blitzkrieg pop at the show, handed me his glasses, said "Hold these," <laughs> and moved like a linebacker with an open pocket going in for a sack to get in the mosh pit. Uh, <laughs> but generally, I guess he'd he'd rather he'd rather be in the yeah. The I sets.
1: mean, depends on the show, I guess.
0: It was New Year's Eve, so there we were. It was New Year's Eve night that turned into New Year's. We got drunk. Real drunk, walked back to his house, actually walked to my truck, which was farther of a walk than walking to his house, I believe, to drive the truck home. And we started watching videos, just music videos and stuff. And he goes, Hey, check out this band. This was years ago. Check out this band, Teenage Bottle Rocket. I'm really into them. So we started listening to it. And then I couldn't stop listening. He couldn't stop listening. (laughs) Uh, Now I have every single album that Teenage Bottle Rocket has ever done. And I
1: definitely created a monster that night. Yes. I didn't I didn't I didn't know this I, I was not aware of the story I didn't no. know that was you like your inception of teenage bottle like when you
0: that's when I fell in love with wow. New Year's New Year's Day at like probably three in the morning that's good to know on your couch that I slept on and
1: now you literally have everything they have on vinyl
0: yeah and their magazine hundreds
1: of dollars later
0: oh yeah yeah we, uh, we could probably even almost <laughs> say a thousand oh. <laughs> I don't really know the numbers don't want to think about the numbers but I know a couple of them haven't been released or re-released. Just
1: so, all, yeah. Just so anybody listening knows, uh, if it's out there and, and he doesn't have it on, and it's Teenage Bottle Rocket, he, it's not very hard to get him to, to pick it up.
0: Yeah, so. I would buy it. All right, so we're gonna transition to our last segment. We're gonna do the last album you got in the mail delivered to you. Rip that cardboard off. Hmm. What's the last one that came through your door? If you gotta think about it. Mine was a two leg wagons. I got Live in a Dive and Trashed were my last two. Those are good. They're both and I got them from can't remember. I got them from a a seller on Discogs, brand new. And uh, Live in a Dive, obviously we we talked about earlier because we want Teenage Bottle Rocket to do it. It was I think it was a 2005. Yeah, those were those were my last two, and I think that actually completed my the leg wagon collection. Wow. I think I got
1: them all. Holy shit! I'm gonna have to. I might rob you. That's Is that okay. cool? Yeah,
0: that's, you're on camera,
1: so. Oh well. Where are? Can you show me where they are so I know when I bust in? Can you show me at the top. So I have to do a two. Can I do a two record thing? Yeah, let's do it. Because we are
0: two beards, one record, but we can do two beards, two records. One of
1: them was for my wife, and one of them was for me.
0: Fair enough. Yeah,
1: let's hear them. I got Who Framed Roger Rabbit soundtrack. Solid. Released uh, by Mondo Records. And that that is a really awesome piece of art, that record. Uh, the other one is a band I've never heard of called Matt Pond, PA. Also never heard of An album called Last Light. And I paid $5 for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy.
0: That's a, that could be the steal. Two, uh, two Beards, one record. Two Birds, one stone right there. You got a, you got a record? Made the wife happy? Life's good.
1: Yeah, so Matt Pond, PA... Last Light, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit.
0: Alright, that wraps up Two Beards, One Record episode. I'm Matt. I'm Greg. Uh, stay tuned. Hopefully this is going to be an every episode thing, you know, as time permits. And if uh, if you guys have anything that you want reviewed, if you guys have any um, comments, anything you want to say, just hit up Matt at Beardlaws.com. And our little question to the listeners that I'd love to hear from, and uh, if you guys can... Respond, and we're going to do a post on uh, our Instagram once the podcast is released. I want to know how you categorize, how you organize your vinyl collection. Greg has his own theory that he's going to patent someday, and <laughs> I do alphabetical A to Z, so that's going to be the thing. We'll put up the, the uh, question out on Instagram, and we want to hear your response, or feel free to hit up Matt com, and we'll share your, uh, your answers. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now it's time for Sports Talk with Logan part 2 this is this is going to be mainly about baseball. Well, baseball playoffs are heating up. Maybe we'll touch a little bit about football, but my bearded brother Logan is mainly a baseball guy, so we're trying to get get him adapted to the other sports. We had him do fantasy football one year and he finished last, but he's a baseball guy and he finishes last in fantasy baseball too. So <laughs> So uh yeah, the Mets. We talked about last time how you thought it was a stupid trade. I feel like you were in the heat of the moment because it was kind of your one of your boys that went there. and and I recall the bigger beard kind of saying, Hey, I think it's a great move. You have to kind of do this. If you know, just show your team to show your fans that you're not out of this. Look at them.
2: It worked Pie in the face. I was wrong. I admit it. It's rare. It's very rare. (laughs) Uh, No, it it worked. It's amazing. But they've had the pitching and Stroman gave him a jump. Like, uh, I don't know this because I've watched every game, but out of the four starts or whatever, he's gone six innings once.
0: True. He's been okay. Yeah, he's, he's great, but he's they're both okay. playing well. They're hitting the ball, you know, and, and when your pitchers can hit the ball.
2: Yeah, he is a heck of a – he's a defensive pitcher. He can hit. Um, but mainly, hey, it, it, ju- it helped, helped jumpstart uh, the Mets and good on them.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's so many annoying wet Mets fans. Like, I'm not all for it. But I guess if I had to pick a New York team that was decent, I, I'd root the Mets over them. If I had to pick older. a New York team that um, had to exist, I'd pick the Mets. Yeah. I'd pr- or the Buffalo Bisons. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. They have to. They're terrible. But it's crazy. Uh, I mean, just looking real quick at the wild card, I mean, seven teams that are in contention within four and a half games right now the wild card. Mets are coming back, Nationals, Cubs. I mean, the Mets are just, what are they in the last, uh, they're six and four. But we're sitting here as we're talking how, how great they're playing and they're on a three-game losing streak. But maybe, uh, maybe it didn't work.
2: Well, if you want to go on a run, don't get swept.
0: That, that's, that's a fact. That's kind of a thing. Uh, one of the hottest teams in baseball, but in the, even in the last five games is the Nationals. So they just got to try to keep up.
2: Nationals went eight and one and still lost a game to uh... – to the Braves. Yeah. Not good the Braves are playing right now. Yep. But, I mean, hey, Donaldson tearing it up. He's healthy.
0: But, and when you've got a starting rotation that only has to go five or six innings, yeah. it, makes, it makes life pretty good.
2: I mean, if I, was a, if I was a starter on some of those teams, I could go my two innings. And I'd, yeah. I'd probably do pretty well.
0: Hell, half the time they're starting these bullpen guys now. Yeah. For an inning or two, and then bringing these guys in. I don't get it. I don't like it. But uh, speaking Mets real quick too, Degrom, first ever pitcher to homer and strike 13 people out in one season, twice. Flat out man. It's it's just absolutely amazing. Now, does he wear batting gloves? Ooh, I don't know that. That's that's one thing we should have looked up. Because if he doesn't wear batting gloves and he's got a homer, two homers, and strikes out 13, that's what that's what a man does.
2: Like, think Bumgarner hasn't even done that.
0: No, Babe Ruth hasn't even done that.
2: There, there you go. Well, I guess DeGrom is, shall we Shall we go? Is he better than Babe Ruth?
0: Oh, really? We're going to go there? <laughs> uh, I mean, he's not better at um, eating hot dogs and, and the other I mean, stuff. Babe, Babe Ruth's
2: fastball topped out at 78 miles an hour.
0: Yeah, he and. Had, uh,
2: no way he had the form.
0: No, nah, no. I'm, I'm going to go yes. I'm going to say he is better than Babe Ruth. Imagine if DeGrom played at that time. Could DeGrom hold up like Babe Ruth did, though?
2: No, yeah, probably not, but maybe DeGrom I would have made think... Ruth tie
0: Yeah, I would think maybe, but uh, you didn't have to back then. It was a different era.
2: That's true. It wouldn't be the Cy Young Award. It'd be the DeGrom Award.
0: Oh, imagine that. That'd be weird, but it'd be normal.
2: I think you could take a mid-average reliever and put him playing back then, and uh, they'd probably have an award named after him right now.
0: Probably. Yeah, if they were in this shape, this form with their right. if you're and throwing
2: that, if you're throwing straight chatter in the twenties or when Cy Young was around, I believe, like eighteen eighties or whatever, like, come on. You got award the Hall of Fame would be named after you. It wouldn't be the Hall of Fame, it'd be the Hall of McClear.
0: That would be awesome. If that was you. That would, they should just name it that maybe anyways. Maybe I'll try to raise enough money and we'll just rename it with a sizable donation. I think but you very can- but Barry Bonds has to get in. That's my thing.
2: Fair. Whole new whole whole different topic.
0: Yes. Yep. One thing that I wanted to throw in here and get your reasoning or your thoughts if, if you've been able to look are the top five beards in baseball right now. I rank my top twelve. All right. So I wanna see if your guys or any of them make the cut, make it in your thought.
2: Alright, so I did I did I did a little research here. Um, and I did I did it in no particular order. I only had a few minutes. Yep. I will I will name a few. Let's do this. Charlie Blackman goes with yep, us. That,
0: that's my one. That's my one. That's a one. It's a mutual one. Yeah. And it's not basically he doesn't have the great shape that I want, but in an interview that I, I was reading, he talked about how oils and stuff are important and Right. He, gets my, he gets my vote.
2: And he has some deep neck beard, too.
0: true. I don't, I don't care. I, I have a beard law that if, the, if, the, if there's a man bun present, it voids the beard. But he doesn't rock the man bun. He's just got the crazy caveman look. I like it. Char- Charlie Blackman, number one best beard. Carly- little,
2: little known fact about Charlie Blackman. Uh, when he's out on the outfield, he actually keeps a spare baseball with him. You know, if he, if he loses a ball that maybe just goes out of the uh, park, he just reaches in as he's falling down, grabs grabs a ball, puts it in love, and he's like, I caught it, and people believe it. Got it. A it's, a hidden ball.
0: it's a whole new hidden ball trick. Yeah, it is. It's going to be on the next uh, Rookie of the Year.
2: It's a hidden beard
0: trick, bud. Because the Rookie of the Year is going to fall like slipping on some dog shit or something, redo the arm, but he's a grown-ass man with a beard because he's homeless because he right. just didn't make it out, and his mom turned into a raging alcoholic. She passed away from psoriasis of the liver and he's all yep. alone, living on the streets. Maybe yep. it was human shit. Maybe it wasn't even dog shit. Probably human shit. Probably human shit. You know, and uh, yeah, that's all right. You guys can that's pitch a movie idea. We're in. Deep.
2: That's deep. That's. Um. I'll, I'll give you a couple more. Um. Uh. I like. I like. I got a couple. Uh. High and tight ones. Some guys oh. that wear their beards. Uh, high and tight, like the serious. I'm a businessman, but I just happen to play baseball. Look, Matt yeah. Shoemaker.
0: Matt Shumaker. Okay. okay so. Yeah. He was an honorable mention on my list. I didn't put him top twelve. I did twelve because like a twelve pack of beer. Okay, top twelve beards. Yeah,
2: Here. Here. let me see how many I have. One, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. I did eleven. No, I did ten because I've already drank two
0: beers. Fair enough. Let's go with that. That's yeah. Um, it's tough to get a twelve actual twelve. pack
2: maker, Cam Bedrosian, has oh. a. He's got a nice beard, just like his dad. I don't know if you remember his dad. His dad had a, always had a, he had one of those 80s beards that fit right in with like Rick, Rick Sutcliffe and uh, Lee Smith, there's a Bedrosian, Uh I'll think of him in a minute, but anyways, Bedrosian and Kevin Pilar were the high end tights. I like it. pilar has got a, I'm Superman fast, so my beard is his trim look. Um, yep. Rugnet Odor has that, I'm a scumbag who throws uh, haymakers when people aren't looking, look. To yep. Him.
0: He's definitely, he's he's my seven. He's my seven.
2: Nice, all right. He's been rocking that one for a while.
0: Yep, definitely a uh, pew beard.
2: Keikel, of course.
0: Yep, Ian. I, I didn't. I didn't see how his beard was lately. I looked. I didn't know if he still rocked a good one or how. I haven't seen him pitch.
2: I, I haven't seen him too much, but uh, it, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's it's okay. it's the like look.
0: See, I was just I was going by image searches. That's, so he's gonna sneak in in my list. I just haven't seen him. Let's see a day ago.
2: All right, um, Arietta. Ah,
0: that's solid. That's solid. I forgot him. Arietta,
2: Arietta has the uh, I kick your ass look.
0: Yep, yep. Um, that's that's solid.
2: Let's see. Okay, I got I got two more. Encarnacion, three Yankees. I don't typically consider this a beard, but he rocks it out so precise every day. The old chin strap. I gotta give him a point at least. Who's that? Encarnacion.
0: Yeah, and Andy's he's not supposed to have facial hair, right?
2: Right. So he, he had to save it for the Yankees, and he looks like an idiot.
0: Yeah. So I I think he should lose points because he chose money over his beard. No,
2: no, he got traded.
0: Oh, true. He
2: nothing he could. Fine. So we
0: can't. Do, it's not on him. Right. He, yeah. gets a
2: point. he gets a point for at least having one at one point.
0: And the Yankees uh, suck.
2: You want you want to know the best awkward beard in baseball? Yes. That's my, my second to last one. Uh, Mickey Callaway for the Mets. Have you seen the stubble that he's growing? It's, no, it's I'm very, about to. It's fairly long for stubble, and it won't grow into a beard because it's the I'm completely stressed out, ready to ready to kill people look. And his muscles help. He's got he's got the M60 and stressed look.
0: Oh beard. yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, not a great.
2: Look. Always on edge. It's a good yeah. look for him. Most managers don't rock that.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give him, based on just beard appearance, like beard fit, how does it fit his face? A solid 6.3. Not bad bad at all. Yeah, it fits him.
2: Um, My last one, and this goes to the worst beard in baseball. I like it. Kevin Biggio. Kevin. Kevin Biggio. He's got an underneck beard.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Nothing in front of the chin, nothing by the by the lips. Uh, I think mainly because he hasn't had puberty yet. I was gonna
0: say he's waiting for the balls to drop.
2: If you if you find a picture of him, he's the underneck beard just looks friggin' horrible.
0: Yeah, it's it's not good. He looks. I'm trying looks, to think. A, like, the big he ears. Like
2: in, he looks like a senior in the special uh, in the special class where they teach him how to like you know change a tire.
0: Yeah, and the he's ears getting, are the ears don't help.
2: No, he's getting he's he in his mind he's getting
0: babes, but really. He's not. This is it. He probably is. He's still getting babes, let's be honest. Yeah. He's professional baseball. You can Google him and be like, seriously, no, this is me. Like, if that That's was me, I would house
2: him. He's getting babes. All
0: right, so now uh, an extra 13-pack because uh, it, was, it was like a breaker pile. Like, there was an 18-pack of beer. The, uh, the cart hit it, hit a couple beers, sprayed them, so now I got 13. My, my list of 13 best beards in baseball Kelvin Herrera. Oh yeah, 13. yeah. He's coming in at thirteen, only because uh, Keichel snuck in. He's gonna, he's gonna jump in. DJ Stewart is twelfth.
2: Hmm. I, I haven't seen that
0: one. Yeah, it's 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 a decent beard. It looked pretty decent, like on his picture. And then uh, if you actually look at the beard, yeah, right. I'm Perfect. a fan. Professional, high and tight. He's just well groomed. He's like he's he's just like a a bigger, thick dude with the chunky cheeks.
2: Ooh. It's,
0: it's, it's, he's got some ginger in him too, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. And ginger beards always get some extra points. You'll see a couple. You'll see at least another one. Yep. The rosy really uh,
2: to touch it off.
0: Yeah. It just, it just fits him well. Uh, Adam Eaton comes in at 11.
2: Yeah. Okay. He, Eaton's been rocking his for a while.
0: Yep. Craig Kimbrell, top 10.
2: There's something about Kimbrell's pointy beard that stands out, but I think I just dislike him so much that I don't yeah. even get credit for existing.
0: I feel like it's it's a decent. It could use a little shaping. It's it's not very dense. It's it's not a terrible beard, but when he comes out with that like hunchback, stupid little arm thing, it deducts right. points in there, but if I'm only going beard, it's it's top 10.
2: Yeah, it looks like an alien chin, I'll give you that.
0: Yeah. Uh another one you might want to look up if you have it is uh number 9 is Buck Farmer.
2: Ooh, the old Buck Farmer.
0: Buck Farmer. So not only does he have a pretty well-cut decent beard. His name is Buck Farmer. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's and he kind of has like that Amish type beard, but with a mustache and with a name. And he's got Buck Farmer, um, Odor eight. Yeah, we, we spoke about that. Number seven, Matt Carpenter, he's yep. got a nice looking beard going right now. Mm-hmm. I gotta give him props. Uh, six was Keiko, he was a right in because you have forgot, totally forgot about him. Number five, and you're gonna be like, oh, you're a little biased. Yeah, I'm a little bit biased, but Trevor Williams got a nice beard. Trevor he Williams
2: does have a nice beard. I he, forgot about it.
0: Him, he, him and uh, him and my number four were very close, and I wanted to go Trevor, but I'm a Pirates guy, and he had the cool glove that was just a little bit ago. But yeah, I went five for him. Number four, I went Justin Turner, ginger gets yeah extra point. It's it's a decent beard. His main helps. And yep, the main definitely helps. Number three, Archie Bradley, solid beard. Oh yeah, very solid. Some ginger and yep. some.
2: He's got some fiery Archie
0: in him. He he's got yeah. some fire. Yep. All right. Number two, also ginger beard. We didn't realize there was this many in MLB. Colin Moran, solid Ooh. orange beard. He's a, he's a bucko right now. You should see that beard. It's it's nice.
2: Like watching, I want I him to Reynolds be. Game. I'm watching their game. They're up two nothing. Reynolds just hit homer. Right oh yes.
0: Nice beard, right?
2: Yeah, his MLB picture just looks fantastic. It
0: does. It's it's well taken care of. The smile. I wish him, pretty- I would have blacked out a tooth and wore an eye patch or something. He yeah. looks like, I wish everybody could kind of look like him because he actually kind of looks like a pirate.
2: He actually does look like a pirate. I'm with
0: you. So that was tough not to be number one. But as we spoke, my number one, Charlie Blackman. Blackman. Can't, you, can't go, you can't go against that. And he's known for his beard. Like, if you think beards in baseball, almost every list has them. Yep. And, uh, and you brought up a good point, too, earlier. Uh, maybe we'll have, like, in one of our next episodes, we'll do, like, our top five best beards ever in baseball. because yeah, there's, there's, there's some, some great ones. And then we could transition to stashes. You know, we'll, have, we'll do a quick mustache one. Yeah. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll transition into that.
2: Speaking but, of stash on Sunday, my, my beard is getting a, a colossal shave. It's too bad. For the, for the, for the stash on Sunday, uh, country-western team. And I'm going as a cowboy. And if uh, I'm guessing if you were out in El Paso, you, there weren't <laughs> many beards flipping hot.
0: True. Yeah. I, I
2: mean, I'm going with the stash, the old, uh, I'm trying the red, gingered, white earp look.
0: <laughs> maybe, beards- too, uh, maybe when I'm out and about Sunday at the parade with you guys with the stash, maybe we'll do a couple on-the-spot Labor Day parade interviews for the podcast.
2: I like that idea. Get a
0: hold of, we'll get a hold of Renee, who helps run that stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll get her thoughts. And uh, we'll break down the parade. We'll do some audio from you guys announcing the parade, some clips. Yep,
2: Yep. I'll be announcing the parade. Anyone uh, in, the, in the 50 states of America that might be in the Hubelton, New York area on Sunday, come and watch the Hubleton Labor Day Parade. It's quite the time.
0: And if you're into Garth Brooks, there's a Garth Brooks tribute band, but you will not see myself or Logan at that. I'm having a great beard day.
2: <laughs> it's not bad.
0: It's getting better. No, it's, it, yeah, but it's, it's crying right now because it's it's coming off in a couple days and it knows it. it's almost giving up. It's all right. All right. So after this, I feel like you don't Josh, touch it. Josh Bill. You your don't name. touch, don't touch the beard after you shave it this labor day till after you win the championship in baseball next year. I'm challenging you on the podcast. Oh boy. So that it's not that far. If you think about it, your labor day to June, I started, well, although that's what nine months. I- it's the time the you could have a baby. This will be your beard baby. We will challenge you to a nine-month beard baby.
2: A nine-month beard baby.
0: Yep. Jesus. And you can leave the stash or whatever if you want and just have it, and that'll work into the beard. Because, like, this is my stash. It's way out here. It'll work into it. Mm-hmm. That's true. But, it will. So that's uh.
2: My wife is finally on board with the, with, with the beard and the stash, I think.
0: See? I mean, at this point, she doesn't have a, she doesn't have a choice, I feel.
2: No, because I'm a grown-ass man.
0: I mean, you're a man. Right. <laughs> All right. I got to ask you. That's yep. our special segment coming up by Logan. You're in my thoughts by Logan.
2: You're in my thoughts. Um, I have two. One's unsports related. One is sports related.
0: So you're what? having a number two. You're in my thoughts. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh,
2: the other day I was, I was uh, having a urine break. and uh,
0: Let's the set the mood. Where were you? Where were uh, you? I was in my house. Okay. Uh,
2: Jenna Jameson was in my thoughts, but not the not make me happy Jenna Jameson. It was the man. Last time I saw a picture of Gemma, J- Jenna Jameson, roughly, I don't know, eight, 10 years ago, I was, not, I was not happy at all. And I don't know where it came from. I was just like, I was peeing the other day and I was like, oh, poor Jenna Jameson. She used to, she used to be cool and hot. And do silly things. But now I don't, I don't believe any of that is true.
0: Let's see here. Jenna Jameson. Ah, 2019, she's looking better. Really? She looks good. 2006, not great. There were some rough times in there. But 2019, not bad. You lost 80 pounds. See? That's where I'm going with this. Well, if you, if you start typing uh, Jenna Jameson, you actually see, like, a keto diet.
2: How do I know which one is really 2019? Like, there are some awesome... Awesomely, awful awesome pictures here.
0: Yeah, I feel I feel like they're pretty much all her.
2: Oh, they're yeah? Like, like the ones that
0: clearly aren't.
2: No. She's never going to make me happy again. Way, way too much plastic surgery. Not a fan. Be yourself.
0: Yeah, but scroll down a little bit. When the one that says lost 80 pounds, that's herself.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, there's... Let me see here. And Jenna,
0: if you happen to stumble upon this, or anybody that knows Jenna, I'm not saying... That is a terrible thing because you're still beautiful. And if you want to hang out and teach me about keto, I'd listen just to say, like, hey, I hung out with Jenna Jameson. The tats are hot. Yeah. Everlast. Always makes me laugh. All right. So what was uh, what was the number two here in my thoughts? (laughs) The number two, number one. The number two, number one. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa. It's making me depressed.
0: Listen, just remember, this is a podcast, so we don't have to get off. (laughs) did jenna jameson we're live or well, i guess we're technically not live because i'm gonna i can edit that shit out
2: right right my other one. Oh, side note i was thinking about jose batista the other day when i was peeing but we don't need to go there <laughs> um, I, I miss him dearly
0: <laughs> yes you do i know and he had a beard
2: yep you're in my thoughts this whole idea of uh robo lumps i haven't read too much on it with the uh, in the independent league but i'm sorry come on yeah no way it doesn't make any sense. It's just they want to make the game quicker. It's not going to make the game quicker. There's no I, way.
0: I don't it's, see it. It'll... Yeah.
2: But, yeah, I was peeing and pissed off at what? There's so a, con- there a conversation they were having on MLB.com or MLB radio about how, how cool it would be and if they used it every once in a while, and it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard.
0: It is, it is pretty dumb in my opinion as well, but what I would love to see and MLB, if you're listening, you can feel free to take my thought. You can feel free to steal my idea. I just want a little credit. But when there's an argument on the balls and strike, it has to be like sock them boppers. If they get into it, nice. I know you're not supposed to hit the ump, but if it's a robot and it doesn't have feelings, I feel like you're allowed to hit it. Sure. But you only win if you hit them in the right spot and the head goes up.
2: Yep, I like that. Have so like a little, uh, they have an on-deck circle, have a little uh, arguing circle. Yes. I don't know if i call it the balls and strike circle. Because I just find, I feel like, uh, well, I feel like that would be a bad title.
0: Uh, I feel like it would be marketable.
2: Oh, yeah. till some streaker hops out and lays himself right down on the ball. Something to think about, I guess.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, that pretty much sums it. we got two year in my thoughts. We know football season's coming up. And big news is Andrew Luck's surprise retirement. Dude's been right. beat up. Dude couldn't stay healthy. What's your thoughts on it? My first
2: thought is I've never liked to smile. Although, it's it's a nice <laughs> um, His
0: It's his not- Nice.
2: It just looks weird to me, man. It's genuine, I think, but you know what? If I don't have to look at a smile anymore, I'm okay with that. However, kudos to Andrew Luck for getting out while the getting's good. Agree. Regardless. That that is health. Yeah. And regardless if he knew he was going to be able to keep the money or not, good for him. Yeah. If I'm an NFL quarterback and I'm being compared physically to some of the greats, but I can never live up to comparison because I'm getting my ass kicked every third down. Yep. No way. No and,
0: way. Buy, yeah, me,
2: and, buy me an offensive line or get me out of there.
0: Exactly. And what I feel like is very disrespectful is the booze and the way the fans reacted. It's like you have to take yourself back. Yes, you're a fan. You're a supporter. You, you help keep this flourishing business, the NFL. At the same point, he is a human. This dude has done so much for you. He's tried to put every effort, uh, the stuff behind the scenes that you don't even see all you see is him coming out, playing football, probably hurt, probably on all sorts of shit. But the right. dude the dude gave his all. And uh, one thing, too, I, I read real quick is how Gronk was talking about how, you know, obviously he relates what he went through. And there was like a, a play where he got crunched in the Super Bowl, and that's the moment he knew he needed to retire after they won it. And he feels for him. But at the same point, he throws it out there that, I'm not opposed to coming back someday, but it's the healthiest I've ever felt. So I honestly think maybe someday Andrew Luck gets healthy without playing for two years, comes back as a Colt, maybe says, hey, you gave me $24.8 million on there. You know what? I'm going to play some football for the Colts. All right. All twist. Right.
2: I can <clears> – <throat> I see where you're going with that. I'm going to say it doesn't happen. Um, and, and also, though, if I go through another Brett, Fav- Brett Favre scene, I don't really
0: uh, There's never going to be another Brett Favre type. uh
2: No. I know that, but I'm saying the whole, oh, I'm done. Eh, maybe not. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm not. Oh, wait. No, I am. I'm just done with you guys. No, I'll keep going. Hey, anybody want me? No? Okay. Instagram pics. Oh, whoops. is that? Hey, he nice to play.
0: <laughs> Go Jets, but, but I want to retire Packer.
2: Right, right. So kudos to Andrew Luck. Good on him for doing the right thing for him and his family.
0: Yeah. Because uh, and- at the end of the day, he, you don't want to see a guy that can't, you know, in 10, 15 years walk. Rage out from all the brain injuries and just start doing harm to himself and others, you know,
2: right? That's a scary thought. Right. And you, me, probably anyone who ever listens to this podcast, you know, it doesn't have to deal with that. No, These, those guys deal with that every day.
0: It's crazy. And one quick thing, too. Uh, that was our quick transition into football season. Hockey season's coming up. We love hockey. Neither of us know a ton about hockey, but if you want to listen to a podcast about hockey, check the Blue Line Hockey Club. They have a podcast. They have a website. Um, a couple of guys that were are local to us, Canton, New York, they have a great podcast. They're very in-depth with their hockey and their hockey talk, and they have great interviews. Uh, they have NHL players. I know recently Greenway, there was a bearded dude on there, and potential for our podcast here at Beard Laws, their podcast, Blue Line Hockey Club, to kind of cross work, cross-collaborate, I guess, for a couple episodes. So I want to give them a shout-out. com, or check them out on podcast on Spotify. If you're looking for the best quality inflatables and party rental equipment, Seaway Valley Jumpers is the number one company in St. Lawrence County. They offer water slides and 80-foot obstacle course, party tents, bouncy houses, and concession equipment. Visit them on the web at SeawayValleyJumpers.com or call 315-528-9318 to book yours today now time for one of my favorite segment, beard news. Let's see what's up in the beer news this week. First up, there was uh, an article on NPR.org, and the headline is, Kids see bearded men as strong but unattractive. So a new study suggested that until the kids reach puberty, that they find beards very unattractive. And that kind of breaks my heart. But the study also found that children who had bearded fathers felt very strong and warm against them so it was the um, mainly a ton of kids that had a beardless father so I already feel sorry for them but apparently from ages one until puberty they were shown a photo of a man with a beard and a man with a clean face and they said which man looks stronger which man looks older which man looks you know more attractive and a couple of questions whether they were adults whether they were kids, whether they were puberty kids, whether were, it didn't matter. Every single one of them thought that the beard made them look older and stronger. Because it's true, let's be honest. But puberty, age, and down, overwhelmingly of the children that had beardless, parent, uh, beardless fathers, all answered, older, stronger, yes, but very unattractive. Which apparently scientific research on beards is very scant. there's a researcher cole nelson and her colleague barnaby dixon show you know like we talked about already that beards make them look stronger make them look older but just, apparently we're just not unattractive which is okay but i i feel that beards are going to be around forever i mean all of the guys in our feature beards section all have great beards, great influential people. Myself, I got a beard. It looks pretty good, right? You guys would tell me if it didn't. I know my mom hates it. Sorry, Mom, but I got to keep it. You know, I got a brand. I got a business. I got this podcast. If I shave this beard off, nobody's going to listen to this podcast. We're going to go from about 12 people listening to, you know, one, maybe two people, because I'm still going to listen to it, obviously, you put the work in, you know. So apparently these two, Nelson and Dixon, are going to continue doing beard research, which is good, except for when it finds all the bad and then the publicity's bad on the beards. Find the positive. There's lots of studies that shows that there isn't actual shit in beards. So find those articles, not the stupid ones you see on Facebook or whatever stupid social media that says they're shit in beards. Trust me, there's not. In the same research, it showed that beards apparently enhance observers' ability to recognize facial expressions that like for anger and other kind of, you know, upset, fired up emotions, but not all of them. Beards didn't seem to offer any competitive advantage in mixed martial arts fighting, however, which is random, I guess. Because uh, apparently beards might offer dishonest signals of formatability. So, okay. So rocking a beard in mixed martial arts is cool. It's it's accepted, which it should be. You'd think you'd want it in like all sports. I mean, it absorbs. You know, it could take a punch. It can take a kick to the face, an elbow for MMA. You know, football, it's going to help cushion, you know, especially if you're a slot guy. I mean, if you're, if you're a punter... Or if you're a kicker, I feel like you should just rock a big ass beard anyways, just to get a couple more tough guy points. Maybe maybe you, Pat McAfee, should have rocked a big old beard, even though you fucked up a couple guys on, on tackles on the old uh, kick returns. Props to that. So with anything in life, there's pros and cons to growing a beard. I mean, if I have to be called unattractive, but more mature and strong, not old, I'm going to go with mature. Hell yeah, I'll take it. Plus, let's be honest, there's a handful of you beautiful women out there that absolutely love beards, and that's what I like about you, and that's what I appreciate about you. In recent beard news, recent beard approvals have not sparked influx of religious accommodation requests from the Air Force. So apparently, uh, for about a year, the Air Force has weighed in on a staff sergeant's request to grow a beard as part of his religious beliefs before granting him a waiver. A decision that balanced personal liberty against military readiness, a Pentagon spokesperson said. This is on military.com. Check it out. All right. So I'm not plagiarizing. I'm just reading an article, which I will gladly provide any links to. Military.com, Daily News, Recent Beard Approvals, 8-9. So apparently Staff Sergeant Garrett Sofak, I'm going to go with Sofak, 28-year-old aerospace ground equipment craftsman. Thank you for your service and your ability to push these beards, my man. Um, he's at the Hill Air Force Base, which is in Utah. Um, he has a belief system who um, includes the gods Odin and Thor and has been released a waiver. The beard of my faith serves as a symbol that represents one's integrity, is what he had uh, told apparently the stars and stripes in an email on July 25th. Since the Air Force places a high value on the rights of its members to observe the tenets of their respective religions or to observe no religion at all, they gave it a shot. That's pretty sweet. So this dude, uh, he, he's rocking a decent beard. He's got it well well groomed, well-trimmed. You could tell he's rocked a mustache for a while because his stash game is strong, it's thick, it's dense, great appearance. The beard just uh, it's okay. It's getting there. I mean, he's been out of the beard game for a bit. I'm starting. He's. I'm guessing he started with a stash, and that's why it looks a little more prominent. Or it's just to prove to everybody, which I've said before, that just because you shave it a million times doesn't make it grow in any faster. You got what you got. You either are blessed with the ability to grow a good beard or you're not. If you're not, sorry about your luck. If you are, hell yeah, my bearded brother. Beard five. I actually just gave you a beard five, so hopefully you guys threw a beard five back. But yes, congratulations um, on your getting your beliefs and your beard um, grown out. You know, as an active member in the military, I should definitely look into this this religion, this this belief that you're into, just in case I ever need it. in My back pocket, I am going to start to be a believer. In other beard news, in our last article is also a um, military type story of a guy that allowed to grow some facial hair. This so is what we like to see, some positivity, some good news in uh, in, in our beer news segment. So there was a change to the facial hair policy that is going to take effect September 1st. This is uh, an article from the thesun.co.uk, and uh, it's an airman beards for the first time. RAF airmen are to be allowed to grow beards for the first time in the force's 101-year history. <laughs> yes. They more or less said that, you know, it's about moving along with the times. I mean, a 100-year policy, that's a pretty old policy. Of course, there should be some change. There should be some updating, and uh, that's what they're going to do. So through the article, it just kind of talks about how a spokesman said this, and a spokesman said that, and a spokesman said this. So this change will bring the RAF into line with the Royal Navy. The Army does not allow beards unless for religious or medical reasons. It has no plans to change that. But uh, RAF and apparently the Royal Navy has already incorporated this, so congratulations. There's a there's a picture of a dude, um, Station Warrant Officer Nick Dale. He's from the Number One Air Mobility Wing based at RAF. Um, he was dressed. What's it? What it? it looks like? Yeah, World War II RAF dress, and he was rocking his Movember mustache, and it is a great looking stash. Dude next to him, he's got a stash, not nearly as good. Looks like he's in a normal uniform, but uh, yeah, that's great news. So let's um, let's look in September. We'll have some updates, and we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on all the sweet RAF beards that are going to start September first. Thank you to the Sun.co.uk for the great article, the great news, and uh, yeah, that's going to conclude beard news. If you find an article, or you have something that you would like to be discussed, or. Something that you would like featured in Beard News, please send it, uh, share it with us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or email me, matt at beardlaws.com. Now it's time for the Featured Beard of the Day. This one was kind of a tough one for me to do based on who it is and my passion for Pittsburgh, but Featured Beard of the Day, because I feel like it's quite a feat, quite an honor quite a dedication to the beard game is ravens hall of famer ed reed the reason it was tough for me obviously if you are a pittsburgh fan you despise baltimore i've cursed out ed reed many times and i don't even know the guy that's just what sports does to you so ed reed if you ever listen to this it was never personal my man and what you did on your beard game what you've done for beards in the hall of fame i respect that i appreciate that and you obviously had an amazing career, and just an amazing player, even if it was against my team. But we still got a couple Super Bowls, so I can't be too mad, right? And you got you got yours. So if you guys know what I'm talking about, Hall of Fame, Pro Football Hall of Fame, had their ceremony in Canton, Ohio, Saturday, August third. Ed Reed, who was a guy that rocked a beard for many years, how uh, how the article on the Baltimore Sun.com put it. Said so the legend of Ed Reed continues to grow off the field, as much as it grew on it. So there is a picture. It's Ed Reed, you know, kind of standing in front of the podium. It's got a picture of his um, his sculpture that's going to go in the Hall of Fame. He's got the he's got the beard. He's rocking the beard at the Hall of Fame. He's rocking the beard on the trophy. It's just uh, it's a it's a great thing for the beard game. It's a great thing for all of us bearded brothers. And uh, yeah, if only I could have got him in a beard loss shirt, that would have been pretty sick. Ed Reed, anybody that knows Ed Reed or a friend or a cousin or a cousin's cousin's friend's sister or anybody that might know his agent, I want to give Ed Reed a congratulatory Beardlaw's hookup with a shirt or something like that. So let's make it happen. So yes, as the Baltimore Sun put it, not only is his legendary career going to always be remembered for his excellent play, what he's done for the community, what he's done, you know, on and off the field, but it's also going to be known for that beard. And that beard will ever be enshrined for as long as the Pro Football Hall of Fame is around. Him, the beard. So that is why, ladies and gentlemen, Hall of Famer Ed Reed takes a special place in Beard Law's podcast history as the fourth ever featured beard of the day. Congratulations on everything you've done, Ed Reed. Not that you need it. Yeah, that was a tough one for me to do. And I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it.